0: This is Comfortably Uncomfortable, the podcast about getting out of your routine comfort zone and feeling a little uncomfortable so that you can have the life that you've always desired. Comfortably Uncomfortable with Stephanie Lee starts right now. Hello, this is Stephanie, and I am completely, utterly, totally, comfortably uncomfortable. And you know what? I hope you are too. And you know what else? If I could, I'd come over there right there where you are, And shake that uncomfortable feeling right out of you because you know that's how we grow. Hey, that rhymed. (laughs) Listen, on today's episode, we're going to talk about something that is so important and something that I've been through. And I know that some of you have been through, and I want to address it now because if this has happened to you, if this one topic has happened to you just once, it is mind blowingly crippling and it'll stop you from having a wonderful life with your family or friends. And that is traveling alone. Now, I'm not just talking about airplane travel. I'm talking about car travel, boat travel, all these things that we have to do to get to celebrations, family reunions, weddings, all these things that I have witnessed people miss out on because they are afraid to travel alone. And that is such a shame. So I'm going to just tell you a little bit about what I have seen. And then I'm going to go into a story that happened to me. And then we'll come back and discuss a little bit more. And I promise you that you will feel better. And that perhaps you will feel comfortable enough (laughs) to be uncomfortable. That's my hope for you today. Okay, so we know that you are uncomfortable traveling alone, and if you are honest with yourself, you will understand that most people are. It's not just you. Okay, so just know that and just be aware of that. So it's not just you, but acknowledging that traveling alone is scary is the first thing you must do, and that is the truth, because if you keep denying it, then you are not ready to move ahead you are stuck in that comfortable kind of same old same old way and you need to admit that it's uncomfortable <laughs> to jump out of that comfort zone so don't react to it just respond just acknowledge yes i'm <laughs> wanting to jump out of my comfort zone into an uncomfortable zone and i will do it i will succeed in that And when you do that, when you make that statement to yourself, you are responding. You are not lashing out at people. You are responding in your own way, and you are making things better for you in the long run. It is such a a wonderful feeling. You are acknowledging the fear, and you are continuing on with your preparations and with your plans to be uncomfortable. And yes, (laughs) it is uncomfortable. I have been there, and I will tell you about that in a minute or two. And that's how you know you are growing, is that uncomfortable kind of gut feeling, kind of butterflies in your stomach, scariness that you have. And it's hard, but don't react to people that say you can't go or you shouldn't go alone. And use your intuitive instincts. Use what you want to do. Look, you want to go somewhere. You want to travel. You don't want anyone stopping you because... No one has the same dreams that you have, right? We've been through this before and nobody has those dreams, those exact same dreams, not even in your family. So let's just acknowledge that. And once you kind of acknowledge that, you are starting to get uncomfortable. You know that you are when you start feeling a little uneasy. Every day that gets closer and closer, you get a little twang in your stomach that is saying to you, "Mm, I need to go back, but it's too late at this point. (laughs) And it is the hardest thing to do. It's the hardest thing anyone has to do is do something and they get to a point where it's, yeah, I can't really say no, but I don't want to. And you look for excuses not to go and there are none or you've run out of them. Either way, it is difficult, but let's go into my story and how I, in 2011, planned a trip to Minnesota, and it was all by myself because I wanted to go so badly. I wanted to be in Minnesota, and I will tell you why. Back in the summer of 2011, I decided to make that trip from New York and, well, LaGuardia. I lived in Connecticut. And LaGuardia was about an hour away, and I decided to make the trip from New York to Minnesota to attend an adult Swedish language learning camp. Now, I'll tell you something about that. Back when I was very, very young, I learned that I had Swedish ancestry, and it always fascinated me. And when I was 23, I went to Sweden, and I never forgot it because I always thought that was a great trip, and I had such a fun time, and that was great. So I vowed to myself that I would go back at some point. Well, I already had started learning on Rosetta Stone, that language learning software, before I went to Minnesota. I had started learning, and that was very immersive learning, and I agree with the learning. It's repetition, 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 and as you know, you need to get into that repetition into that habit before you're going to really learn and be receptive, right, to that. So I was really pretty good with my Swedish at that point. I loved the learning process and I loved Rosetta Stone, but I really wanted to speak to a real person in Swedish. So I thought this was perfect. So I signed up for that Swedish language learning camp. It was so cool because I was going to be honoring my ancestry And I was going to be learning something that I was in love with. So I thought that was so cool. And so I started planning this trip. And I was scared to death. I mean, this was something that was totally foreign to me. You know, I knew that there were things that I wouldn't be able to do. Well, struggled with. Like I wouldn't be able to maneuver and juggle carrying things. How would I do that? We didn't have a rolly bag. And... I had a like a big bag and a carry-on bag, and it was really not optimal. And I found that out very early on. And I was going to the Minneapolis-St. Paul airport, which I didn't know at the time. It was a very busy airport, by the way, and I had to switch planes, which was no fun. So if you have a travel that you want to do and you make the reservations and things, then it is perhaps and probably safe to say that you haven't thought the whole thing through, because I hadn't. And so as soon as I made the travel arrangements, I started worrying about, well, the food. What if I don't like the food that they serve? And what if I don't like the places I sleep? And I really need to be kind of close to some of the executive directors and some of the people that would be there, because I was traveling alone, and I, and I really wanted someone close by that kind of knew what was going on. And all these things kept popping in my head. And so, you know, I had to go to Minneapolis, St. Paul. Then I had to switch planes. And it was more walking than I expected. I mean, deep sigh. Minnesota, St. Paul Airport is a lot of airport. Let's just put it that way. And it is a lot of unexpected airport. So I landed in Minneapolis, St. Paul and I had to walk. And so I thought, well, I'll just walk. And I had a carry on bag that was not optimal. It didn't close. It was just like kind of a, oh, I don't know, a Lily Pulitzer bag. And so I land in Minnesota and it was great. I felt great about it. I had done that. But then I realized early on, kind of right then and there, that I would be switching planes because Bemidji, where they had this Swedish adult learning camp was in Bemidji and that was a very small small town with a very small small airport and it was north of where Minneapolis was. So we had to get off that plane or I had to rather get off that plane and get on a smaller plane but I didn't realize that I would be going way across the airport and I'd have to catch a train (laughs) or like an Amtrak train almost, it was a very nice train, all the way to another part of the airport. I walked to something, and I had to walk back down some hallways and down some stairs, and it was a real nightmare. Honestly, I have to tell you that I made that, I thought the trip from New York to Minnesota would be easy, but it wasn't. Okay, so I had that struggle, and I had to switch planes, and the food wasn't great, and You know, I didn't bring enough cash with me and it was hard and it was very busy and I had a lot of fear. I began to actually doubt myself and doubt the fact that I should have come at all on this trip and really it was okay, but it was rough. Now, let me stop here and let me ask you if anyone, raise your hand, if anyone has had this problem. Yes, I'm raising my hand because this is very, very common if you're traveling alone. And I'm not going to say it's male or female specific, but I am going to say that I have spoken to more females that are afraid to travel alone. So really, it was a big deal for me. I was really afraid. And at this point, when I was in the airport, I was not feeling that confident and I started to doubt myself. And I questioned whether I should have gone in the first place. And so I really said to myself, I sat down once I got to the second plane departure point. I sat down and I said, did I make the right choice? And am I ever going to use Swedish? Am I ever going to use the Swedish I had learned from Rosetta Stone and going to this Swedish camp? I mean, is it just a pipe dream? Is there a purpose? behind going to this camp. And I had no definite plans to go to Sweden. But at this point, when I was sitting there waiting for my second plane to depart, I started to doubt myself. So that was kind of where I was at at that point. What if I needed help? And once I got to the camp, and would anybody help me? And I had become too dependent on others. Now I want to stop here (laughs) and also tell you that in my case, and in many, many cases, being too dependent on somebody when you're at home and depending on people, it's not ever a good thing. It is really not a good thing to be too dependent. And that's the trap that we all fall into, right? That is the trap, is that we get too dependent on whoever we are surrounded by, and they don't challenge us over time. But as soon as I landed in Bemidji. As soon as I was there and my traveling was done, I found a lot of people at that small Bemidji airport that had the same plans, that were going to that Swedish learning camp. That was a wonderful discovery. And so I found people that could help me with my bags. And yes, I had definitely chosen the wrong bag. My choice was was bad, but there were people there to help me. And I did feel more at home. But then I said to myself, you know what? This is going to be a good experience because I have done this and I've made it this far. Now, if any one of you have traveled alone and you have succeeded in getting to the place that you want to be, that is a success in itself. Congratulations. I am giving you a big applause, a big hand, a pat on the back for making it on your own to that destination because it is so cool. And whether it be air, train, which is another story, I've been on the train too and felt similar, boat and car, whatever it is, this is a wonderful thing. And I do not want to miss saying that. So you are already a success if you have gotten to your destination and you have made that decision, gotten to your destination and gotten to your hotel and done all the good things that you have done. Okay. That is a success. After that, we all separated and went our separate ways and we didn't immediately go to the camp. We got to drive around and settled in. So that was cool too. So I was all settled in and that was a wonderful experience. Now, I want to tell you that I already had made up my mind to go and everything and then the plan was, the whole situation was, is now that I was there and I was unpacking, I felt strong. All of a sudden I felt strong. I felt like I could move ahead. I didn't look back. I didn't feel bad for myself. And so my goal was that to get there and to learn. And I moved ahead with my goal. That was the plan and I did it. Isn't that wonderful? I did it. But guess what? As soon as I settled in and as soon as I got acclimated with my trip and everything and my room and got the whole thing situated, my inner voice all of a sudden kept trying to convince me that maybe perhaps I had made the mistake. Even though I was very comfortable with where I was. I worried still. Every so often, my inner voice was telling me, "Ah," you know, I could still walk away. I could still, you know, cancel. I couldn't get the refund because I was already there. But if it got to be too much, well, I could just go home. And so that kind of gave me a little bit of, you know, rest. And it kind of was easier for me, but I felt... Very, very insecure sometimes. And I remembered that my boyfriend, who is now my ex-boyfriend, he didn't want me to go. And so I kept on remembering that. And I kept on thinking, well, I hope that nothing happens here. I hope nothing goes wrong (laughs) so that he can't use that as leverage to say, I shouldn't be traveling alone. So I really wanted to succeed. And I didn't want to hear that from anybody, especially him, because that would dictate me ever traveling alone again. So this is like the first time that I traveled alone since I was 32. And I was 47 at the time, 46 or 47. And I was very, very nervous. And I succeeded so far. And that was cool. That was really cool. So You know, I did have conflicts even when I got to the camp and I did have problems, but I had gotten there. And you know what? And I want to stop here and tell you that, again, if you have gotten to where you want to go, whether it be a reunion or a wedding or a celebration or to a camp where you're going to be, you know, going and learning like maybe a, a school or a learning camp or an adult function, look. It's okay to be unsure of yourself. But at this point in my story, I'd gotten out of my comfort zone and I had done what I wanted to do. It is so important at this point to stop here and to reflect on yourself and on what you have done in the past and how you can use that to leverage yourself. So if you are a person like I was that wants to move ahead, Go and do it any way you can because guess what? No one is going to do it for you and no one knows what you are all about really, what you are in your head. It is a mind thing and I really believe this and this is very, very true and I have seen it work. No one knows what is going on in your head. Anyone that is telling you something and telling you not to do something, is not really knowing what they're talking about. Because that calls for the operation of your own mind. That calls for them to be in your head and to be in your mind. And only you know that. Only you know what you need to succeed. Hey, that rhymed. (laughs) I'm full of them today. Only you know what you need to succeed. So that is an important thing. So guess what? I went. I traveled alone. I was scared and I overcame that. I was petrified. I overcame that. I was afraid that I wasn't going to learn. And yes, I learned. And yes, I overcame that. And I was all set to go. Now, I want to tell you that it was exactly as I pictured it. It was difficult to get to where I wanted to go. It was difficult to get to Minnesota. It was hard. You know what? We are never, ever, ever going to be in an uncomfortable zone that is not difficult. That's why it's called uncomfortable, right? That's why the show, that's why the podcast that I have is called comfortably uncomfortable because we are in our comfort zone and then we jump out into an uncomfortable zone and we have to anyway we have to get to the place where we enjoy being comfortably uncomfortable because we know it will propel us to grow and that's so cool to realize i really mean that so the transformation that i made i surprised myself I completely surprised myself that I was able to pull it off. And I do mean pull it off like a magician or like some kind of underdog kind of a person. I was able to really do that. And I accomplished something that was really scary. Now, on this point, I really do want to stress that if you're doing something that's scary, and I can't say it enough, and it's I know it's repetitive here, it is a good thing it is such a good thing and guess what i walked away and i was so proud of the fact that i was able to do this i was really proud and you know what no one else could have done it for me no one else could have said you should do this or you shouldn't do it i knew i wanted to do it i knew i wanted to do it even though the chances of me going back to sweden and having that experience again were minimal at that point but i made a lot of friends I made a lot of connections, I met people that wanted to go to Sweden with me, and I succeeded in learning that language. That is so cool, and I did it anyway. I moved past my comfort zone and became extremely uncomfortable, and guess what else? I grew in the process, and I am now able to travel anywhere I want alone. You see, once you're in your uncomfortable zone, then that gets very comfortable. I would never have to be uncomfortable traveling alone ever again because I have done it before. And if you have done something like that before, this is my kind of post-story lecture type thing. (laughs) And I hope you don't mind. If you've ever done this kind of thing before or done any kind of things that are out of your comfort zone, you will realize this very quickly. As soon as you jump out and you are in your uncomfort zone and you are comfortably uncomfortable, you will never be the same person that you were before. So you will never have the opportunity to go back. And that is cool because that means that you can move on to something else. Now, my disclaimer is that I have traveled alone a lot after that, a lot. I kept going back to the Swedish school for four years and I traveled to Los Angeles. I've done a lot of traveling alone a lot after that, but I have never, ever, ever felt uncomfortable In that way ever again. A matter of fact, I am so comfortable traveling alone that I moved on to something else that I'm uncomfortable with. And that's a cool thing. And I hope that you get to experience that the way that I got to experience that. Not saying that it was perfect, but guess what? Time to move on to something else that's uncomfortable. Because as you know, the life that we have on earth is always going to be a journey, And it's never going to be (laughs) a destination. You know, I know that's something that we all hear about, but that is so true. So that's it. That is my story about traveling alone. And my story was on airplane travel, but your story could be car travel, train travel, or boat travel, let's just say. Your story could be any one of those things. And I will just let you know that if it is, the story is going to be similar. You're going to be uncomfortable. But guess what? You will succeed if you make it all the way through. And don't give up <laughs> because everything that's uncomfortable is very easy to give up. And you must persevere and stop yourself if you feel like going back into your comfort zone. That's it. You know what? That's my episode on traveling alone. And I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope that you will stay in touch with me and let me know about your traveling and if you've traveled alone. And you can reach me at comfortablyuncomfortable.fm where you can listen to my past episodes, my current episodes, my blog posts, and guess what else? My daily episodes that I have there on comfortablyuncomfortable.fm and anchor.fm. I will have everything in the show notes, which is so cool. And guess what else? I'm on social media all over the place. You can get in touch with me by emailing me at gettingcu at gmail.com or stephanie at comfortablyuncomfortable.fm. So that's it. And that's it for the episode. I will see you next Wednesday with another great episode. And I hope you are completely, utterly, totally, sometimes frustratingly... (laughs) Comfortably uncomfortable. Okay, bye-bye.